This is the 4 to 5 p.m. Stable Scoop Hour of the 2016 Horse Radio Network Holiday Radiothon by Weatherbeta, with voicemails brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com. To hear all 12 hours of the Radiothon, visit HorseRadioNetwork.com and click on the Radiothon banner on the right side of the page. If you are listening on iTunes or on a podcast catcher, then you will find it under the Horse Radio Network All Shows feed or the Stable Scoop Radio Show feed. If you are listening on the Horse Radio Network phone app, you will find it all 12 hours of it under the stable scoop radio show to see who won the prizes and to check out the sponsors visit holidayradiothon.com thank you all for listening and enjoy every horse down in horseland liked christmas a lot but the grinch who lived just north of horseland did not he stood there on christmas eve hating the horses staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown at the warm-lighted windows below in the barn. Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. For tomorrow, all the horsey girls and boys would wake bright and early. They'd rush for their podcast players, and then all the noise, noise, noise. They would play their horses in the morning, their stable scoops, and their dressage radio shows. Why, for eight long years I've put up with this now. I must stop Christmas from coming. But how? Then the Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea. He dressed up with a Santa suit and snuck into the barn. He took every podcast player, he threw them into a muck tub, onto a ramshackled sleigh that was hooked up to a pony called Scooter. He took off with the Grinch and the players to the top of Mount Crumpet, where he, the Grinch, finally got Scooter to stop it. With the podcasts all gone and the horses leaving their barn, the Grinch thought, How sad everyone would be. That's a sound I just must have to hear. The Grinch put a hand to his ear. And what happened next, they say in Horseland, a podcast player turned on. Then the driving show started to play. He listened and liked it so much he quickly signed up. And an auditor he became. He returned all the players and got one himself. Welcome Christmas, bring your cheer, to all horsey lovers far and near. Welcome Christmas while we stand, heart to heart and hand in hand. Hello, this is Marlene Lewenberger from New Jersey. On the holiday radiothon we will hear festive stories, interviews, and cheer. How our eyes will glisten while to HRN we listen, the whole gang coming in loud and clear. We'll listen eagerly to Philip, Jamie, and Jen. Listen some more to Reese, Helena, and Glenn. Let's give away some prizes. I sure hope they have my sizes. Then the whole eventing crew will chime in. Someone, Something from Bit of Britain is on my list. Or maybe Noble Outfitters. You get the gist. Because everyone needs a brand new weather beta. So much stuff that I just can't resist. Fantasy rides described in great detail. Proving not all therapy needs to be retail. Glenn will be in a sweat while breaking the internet. We'll start with coffee and end with cocktails. Happy holidays to the whole wonderful HRN family. You feed my horsemanship obsession naturally. Even my horse hubby knows how much I love your shows. I wish everyone's new year begins and ends happily. Welcome to Hour 8, everybody, the Stable Scoop Hour of the Horse Radio Network 12-Hour Live Holiday Radiothon by Weatherbeeta, with additional support provided by Equestrian Collections and Smooth Stride Jeans. I am Glenn Geek, and with me in the studio in Ocala, Florida, is the host of the Driving Radio Show, Dr. Wendy Ying, and we are your MCs for the entire 12 hours. All right, it's Hour 8! Two-thirds of the way there! Okay, this is going to be a great hour. We're joined by the one of the most adorable hosts. Or I should say the most yeah, adorable Yeah, don't say host. one of the most. No, you're getting in trouble for that. Yeah. She's my, in my opinion, she's the most adorable of, of all of our hosts. It is the one and only Helena B. <laughs> Hi, guys. 
Hey, I'm Helena. so happy to be back on Radiothon. Oh, you know, Helena was the first host of the Horse Radio Network. People forget that sometimes that uh, you and I, well, uh, we were both together, but uh, we kind of led the parade nine years ago, and uh, it's so fun to still be working with you after nine years. After all the fights we've had, it's amazing. <laughs> you guys don't fight. I can't believe all the listeners that we have. We have enough people to listen to us for 12 hours straight. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> That's just nuts. Uh, we are so excited to have you on board. You, you, you know, you fit the the the. What am I trying to say? You fit what the hosts of the Horse Radio Network represent, and that is we are always that person. We are that person representing everybody else who does all the stuff that you're not supposed to do at times, and then occasionally right. gets it right. And we are right. the best at that, Helena. You and me. Yes, yes, yes. I do. I am known for doing those things that I'm not supposed to do. Wendy's beautiful introduction of me being the most adorable host on the network, notwithstanding. Thank you, Wendy. I can pay you later. <laughs> you are. But um, yeah, we do. We we live the life. I mean, I have more bumps and bruises, you know, just from being a horse person. Than, How many bones I mean, have I'm you a... broke since we started? No. <laughs> not that I know of. <laughs> Oh, you've had a few cats along the way. It's just some broken pride. (laughs) There's been a few cats along the way. Don't let her (laughs) kid you. All right. We have 12 hours that we're doing here today. We're in hour eight, which means four more to go. We still have a ton of prizes, probably $2,000 worth of prizes yet to give away. One grand prize at the end of the day. Weatherbeda, we have Redmond Equine and Noble Outfitters all have donated $500 worth of stuff each, all going to go to one big winner. But in the meantime, we have other prizes every hour and one of Helena and Jennifer's favorite things is up for grabs this hour and Wendy too actually you have yeah. these too everybody yeah, does I love them I live in them uh, This is, we have great prizes this hour we have the uh, favorite riding jeans of all of us the smooth stride riding jeans $120 value plus the ultimate equine behavior and training book by Linda Tellington Jones that's mm. right I mean, and Linda Tellington-Jones is going to be joining us here this hour, too. How excited are you about that, Helena? I'm really excited, especially since I just finished round two of trailer training with my horse. So I love to tap into what Linda has to, to say about training and working with your horses. And she's coming to us from Hawaii. So that's oh, kind of cool. I know. wish uh, I was coming to us from Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I am sitting in my smooth stride jeans right now. Oh, Are you really? Yeah, Good I wear you. them all the time. They're so comfy. Yeah, Jennifer they're really wears them comfy, the and they too. have that pocket for my cell phone. Oh, which... I love the cell phone pocket. I have to tell right? you, it's so perfect. Yeah. Now, tell us, Helena. Everybody, all the hosts and all the listeners and all the rider or all the guests have been giving us their fantasy rides. What is yours? Well, I really love my horse. I really love my horse, primarily because he's so comfortable. So my fantasy ride would be to hunt on Thanksgiving Day next year with Brody and the myopia or the Norfolk Thanksgiving hunt. That's really all I want to do. Oh, that's nice. You're going to have everybody with their tissues. (laughs) I know. But you can do that now you got a trailer. We did. We just got a trailer, a new to me trailer, a 1995 Kingston. And it's parked in my field right now. And I have... My horse and I both have a lot to learn about loading by ourselves. You know, I've always had help. So being a solitary practitioner these days is very different than being a part of a a barn that's got 26 horses in it. So this is a a different thing for me. Well, uh, we're going to take a couple callers, if you don't mind, before we get to our first guest. And the call-in number is 435-272-1997. You don't have to be on the air to be entered to win a prize. Just call in and tell Coach Jen your your name, and we'll put you on the list to be entered for one of the prizes. The phone number again is 435-272-1997. Helena, we have somebody that we both know. He is one of my heroes, and you haven't heard me say that all day from the horse world or not from the horse world, but from the podcasting world. He is kind of the god of podcasting, and I listen to his show every week about podcasting, and he's a funny guy, too. I don't know that he knows a damn thing about horses. I think he's actually scared of them. Dave Jackson, thank you so much for calling in of the School of Podcasting. (gasps) Dave Jackson, you're my pod crush. I have a pod crush on you. I do. You're a pod crush, Dave. How about that? Well... 
That's it. Don't be jealous, I'm, Glenn. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I thought I was her podcast, <laughs> but apparently not, Dave. So be that way. Uh, yeah, I am. Technically, I'm a little afraid of horses. Uh, they're, they're very big, and I'm a guitar player, and when something can take off a digit, you know, I get a little nervous around them. But they're, they're beautiful animals. Wimp. Wimp. But I, the only... The only I do have a story um, that involves the holidays and horse poop. Does that count? Oh, sure. We love yes. horse poop stories. Go yes. ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, here in Ohio, we have this thing called snow that you may have heard of, and we actually get a lot of it. And my grandpa had this huge hill in his backyard, and at the bottom of it, because my one cousin had a horse that she kept down over the hill, um, there's a big pile of horse poop, about mm, three, four feet tall. Um, and it was great because the snow covered it up, and we would sled down the hill and then go right over the, the horse poop. It made this cool ramp. And uh, <laughs> I was out there. I was out doing the whole. I mean, we're really going probably 20, 30 miles an hour. It was a really steep hill. And I was out there with my little cousin, Kevin. And I almost killed him because he went over the horse poop. And then uh, I, I didn't see him go anywhere. And I thought he got out of the way. Well, he didn't. He was just on the other side of the, uh, the pile there. And as I'm going down the hill, can't stop. Um, I see him duck his little head up as I'm going right over the pile in the, uh, the front of my toboggan went smack dab into his forehead. And I really thought I'd actually killed my cousin, but luckily he was, he was fine. But that was, uh, that's the only story I have involving anything horse, man. But I just want to call in and say hello and happy holidays. And, uh, you guys are doing a great job and, uh, you're always entertaining. I mean, I don't even have a horse and I tune into you guys. So. He does. I see him listening, actually, and I'm always going, why the hell is Dave Jackson listening to us? It's because we're 99% <laughs> chicks. Oh, that's it. It's all the girls. Ah, that's it, Dave. Now we know He's the smart. true story. Your secret's out, Glenn. That's it. <laughs> I do have a harem, Dave. I have like 25 female co-hosts. I, I probably have a type, too, actually. I come to think about it. <laughs> That's it. But uh, I didn't want to take up a lot of time. I just want to say thanks and happy holidays and, and keep up the great. Well, and you, if you are thinking about podcasting all, I'm going to give you a plug now. If you're thinking about podcasting all, go to schoolofpodcasting.com, right? That's, that's the address. Um, today, that's it. I can't ever remember. Dave has about 5,000 website addresses, and he's saying them all the time. But I think the main one is schoolofpodcasting.com. Uh, you're that my hero, it. buddy. You really are. And, and mine too, Dave. Right. If, if it wasn't for you, that Newport show would be pretty much dead in the water. I've listened to your podcast, <laughs> and it's helped me a great deal and get that show off the ground. Well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm flattered, and, in, and, and all the attention is making me turn red, so thank you very much. Wait, I'm going to talk seriously here for one second. There are one, because we're all podcast listeners, or they wouldn't be listening right now, right? And we just happen to be lucky. Right. We've been around for a long time here at the Horse Radio Network. We have a very dedicated, rabid group of listeners that listen every week, and our, we have a rabid group of sponsors, and they're just a great group. You know, podcasting now is starting to be that. When I first started podcasting, I didn't know anybody until a couple of years ago. I went to this this thing called PodFest, which which is where I met Dave there last year again at that, and it's going to be coming up here again in February. And I'm excited to see you there again because now the podcasting community is as a whole is becoming a community. We're not just all these separate shows anymore, and and I I'm I'm really valuing that. I really am. Yeah, it's, it's like a summer camp now. When I go to PodFest, you get to see all your old friends from, you know, last winter. So it's uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Actually, it's a little like summer camp, too, after the meetings are over. But but we're not going to talk about that now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Take care. Thanks, Dave. Uh, all right, Glenn. All right, bye. Take care. <laughs> It probably, you know, Helena, you listen to his shows. It probably killed Dave to have to call in on the phone and have bad sound. He I obsesses know. over sound. <laughs> Don't like, point it out. <laughs> I want to know how you convinced him to do that. I don't know. He's never going to post Let's this anywhere. We, don't, we didn't notice. <laughs> Poor Dave. You sounded like crap, Dave. So thanks for calling anyway. Wendy, who is our sponsor for this hour? Well, it's Weatherbeta, of course. And Weatherbeta's are built for freedom and movement. The full embrace wrap is designed for a huggable fit with concealed easy buckle closure for optimum safety in the field. The Weatherbeater Premier line is premium quality and created for superior comfort and fit. To learn more, visit weatherbeater.com slash comfytech. And stay tuned next hour for more highlights of the ComfyTech range. 
new from Weatherbeater for 2016. Yay, get your new Weatherbeater blankets today because they're all brand new with spiffy new features. Hey, I have to say, I think they must have interviewed me, but I must have forgotten about it because they're addressing all my pet peeves of blanketing. Oh. Like, you know, the front snaps, the front closures. I hate when people put my blankets on and leave the, the snap to the outside so it can get hooked on like your wire fence or something. I go around there and make sure my snaps are to the inside. I do the same thing. Yeah, see? I do the same thing. You got to, tw- anytime I see a snap facing out, I got to turn it you in. You have to. And, but some people, that, that doesn't bother them. I would lose sleep over that if my snaps weren't turned in. Yep. Agreed. So, yeah, well, you know, it, all it takes is your, you, you being present when some horse has caught something on their being yeah. on some immovable object. Yep. And, Right. It just only takes once. It's so right. horrific that. Yeah. 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 I'm the same way with brass snaps on water buckets. Any I know me on- too. I actually had a horse that like gave himself a, a brass snap piercing in his nose because of that. Mm. Ouch. Uh, Helena, you want to introduce our guest calling all the way from Hawaii? I do. I do. Our guest this hour is Linda Tellington-Jones. She's an author, clinician, and an equestrian legend. She's also the creator of T-Touch, which I'm going to let Linda explain because there's no way I could do it justice. Welcome, Linda. Hi, hi. Really, really nice to be way out here in the ocean speaking to you way on the East Coast, I assume you're over there, right? <laughs> yes, where it's full-on winter. I mean, not really, but anything that's not 70 degrees and sunny is full-on winter over here. What is the weather like <laughs> in Hawaii today? Oh, my God, it's so beautiful. It's 83, which is a couple of degrees warmer than it was yesterday. It goes down at night to about 73. So we have a house that's totally open. You know, all the windows and doors, you know, these big, like, 10-foot wide doors. And and we look out over the tops of the palm trees here. I'm on the second floor because the first floor is where my husband's office is. And anyway, it's like we're looking at flowers and waving palms and chirping birds. And it's really nice. (laughs) I am blessed. I'm telling you. <clears throat> so, which island are you on? Um, on the Big Island in uh, near Kona, okay. and uh, it's really, uh, really a lot of horses here. Believe it or not, thanks to the King Ranch, and they have originally they had like was the biggest ranch in the whole U uh, U.S. <laughs> um, with a million acres. It's cut down now, I think, to about a quarter of a million. Oh my gosh. Well, that's all. Well, I mean, that's hardly worth mentioning. Yeah, that's all. (laughs) So, so what, that's, that's a lot of room for horses. What, what kinds of horses live on, on King Ranch? Uh, well, they breed quarter horses. No, although I don't know how much I was just reading recently, like they're not working so much anymore, believe it or not. You know, they, they run around in these little land things, you know, that, whatever you call them, I forget what they are. You know how you drive around all the place, but boy, there are some places that you can't even get those. You've got to get horses to get up into that high, high country for cattle. And it's like one of the smaller ranches has like 5,000 head of cattle up there in that area near Waimea um, by the Parker Ranch. Isn't that, um, it's really incredible in this day and age when you think of it. I never would have guessed Hawaii to be a place for cattle, but I don't know if I saw a documentary somewhere or read read it somewhere that um, cattle is actually a very big industry in Hawaii. Yep, yep. And so, it, it, we, we also have a couple of uh, smaller ranches that uh, raise grass-fed, and one of them actually shoots the cow right on the property, and they're butchered right there. Um, which is, you know, and they ha- it's like a private club. You buy a quarter, and um, then you have a cow that has had a really nice life and um, doesn't ever have to be shipped off, you know, to go to slaughter. They're, they end their life right there. Happy cows. Which I th- I'm I'm happy to eat a happy cow. I I think. I'm an omnivore. And yeah, because I, I don't want the is- mad ones. <laughs> I, they taste different. They're totally different than the happy ones. <laughs> Let's talk about horses. They actually are. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's true. That is true. 
So, right. Linda, Let's you talk about horses. Um, for for those who don't know about Tea Touch, um, which is the this training or philosophy and approach that you actually brought to the world, tell us a little bit about Tea Touch and and what the goal of this practice is. Well, you know, the goal of the practice is to have a safe, cooperative course, not with any discipline, because I have the great pleasure of working with all kinds of disciplines. And we actually have people in 34 countries who are teaching um, this work now. Many, many other people are teaching it. And um, the idea is rather than have to dominate a horse, which has, you know, been around for a long, long time, using the concepts of understanding the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, (laughs) bringing the horse's head to a place that they can think and listen rather than tiring them out, which has been, you know, that's been a system that's been used a long, long time. But we find that by working with these ground exercises that leading them through like the labyrinth and over plastic, but not not repeating the same thing until they finally give in, but rather getting the horse to understand it so that the person handling them is always safe and the horse gets over this fear. You know, we know, we know horses as fight and flight animals, but you can override that so they actually learn to stop and think. And in this day and age, I don't know about you all, but man, there are so many accidents that are happening now. And um, I think it's people don't have enough time to be with their horses. A lot of people who have horses now don't have the experience or the background that used to be, you know, around. And um, so we have these ground exercises. So you first start to get the trust from the ground. And then we do these T-touches, telling to T-touch that it's working over the whole body, working the ears and the lips and the mouth. And that actually affects the limbic system and overrides this fight flight. And um, anybody can learn it. That's the thing that I love about this. And we have, you know, from Olympic riders to absolute beginners and children who are really successful with this. And um, we use special equipment. We've developed something called a T-touch balance ring with the idea that you actually just, you can use a rope. You can braid a rope and use it. And um, use it with your whatever range. doesn't matter what discipline you're riding. You pick this rope up in a little bit of rain. And what it does, instead of just working off the mouth, or the head, if you're using Hackmore, it brings uh, contact on the chest and brings the back up and just brings them right into balance. And it's so much fun and, uh, <laughs> and so successful. And then, you know, um, I have been in, in Europe for 42 years now. I've been promoting this idea of riding with no bridle. I brought it to uh, Equitana in Essen, Germany in 1975. And now... It's when I first brought it, you all would laugh because I'm. Have any of you? You must have ridden bridleless, right? With just a, something around the horse's neck as kids, at least, yeah. Yeah, just a halter, right? Yeah. No, 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 nothing on the head. No oh halter. gosh, no, no, no. no, no. Nothing. It, I just tell you, it is such, you. You develop a type of trust with the horse that is really beyond anything that. You can imagine if you've never done it and um, we teach it really safely. So it's, you know, it just takes a few minutes for the horses to learn. And what it does is develop a level of cooperation that you just, yeah, you can't imagine. It's kind of like riding Pegasus. (laughs) So you, (laughs) you clearly um, have had a lot of opportunity to work with horses of all kinds and to get them to not just tolerate um, things that we ask of them, but to accept and be comfortable with those things. I can't even begin to imagine what you might fantasize about in, in, in a horse. What's your fantasy ride? What, what horse and, and what would you be doing? What would be the circumstances of that fantasy situation for you? Well, I, I read that question and I thought about it a lot because for, for me, the fantasy occurs with just about any horse I get on this, this feeling of connection and joy that the horse can have 
as much as the as I do when I take everything off the head and just get them to listen and turn and stop and walk, trot and canter in a few minutes. And um, when when you asked, when I read that question, I kept thinking, oh, you may have seen you know, like some horse maybe in history or now. And you know what I came up with? It was, ah, it's going to make me cry. Oh. Um, I have here on, on my desk a picture of my mother working, um, sitting on a horse, and she was 62 at the time, and she'd come down from Canada to help me condition eight horses for the race across the United States. I don't know if any of you heard in 1976, there was a race from Saratoga, New York to Sacramento. Oh, yes. And I was, <laughs> do you remember that? Yes. It was yeah. amazing. Nine, 93 riders, and I was the international coordinator. We had seven countries competing. And so my, I had, I was, um, and in this picture, I'm riding one of the Icelandic stallions from Germany. And um, we brought, I, I flew over eight horses. <laughs> An amazing story in itself. I'm telling you, it's going to be in Shannon Wilde's new book on the Great American Horse Race. And uh, if any of you are interested, she's going to be putting little tidbits out. Um, on her Facebook site, Shannon um, Weil, W-E-I-L. And uh, <laughs> I just think of that time, my mom, just think of this. She hadn't ridden since in, in Canada. We used to, our family used to compete in the Edmonton Spring Horse Show, which is a nine-day show. And um, they always had this family ride. And because I have uh, five brothers and sisters, <laughs> we always won. And I mean, my mom and dad hadn't ridden since they were kids. They'd get on the horses. We'd practice twice. We'd go in, stay, you know, in one line, walk out and canter. We always went. And so my mom had not been on a horse since, ah, you know, maybe 1960. And, uh, is that right? Uh, uh, yeah, 60. And this is 1975 that many years and she just rode along with us and came two weeks rode like you know uh, and I would that's my fantasy ride I'd like to go back to that those two weeks oh. it was really a pleasure and <laughs> I hope anybody listening if, if you had the pleasure of riding with your parents or uh, you know one of my I have to tell you another fantasy I'd like to go back to whatever horse I was riding on a day when I was in that Edmonton show. I was maybe, I remember I was maybe 14 and I used to do a lot of catch riding for people at our stable because they didn't feel like showing and I loved showing. And uh, I, my mom would sit on the edge of the arena and every time I would come around, not every time, but it seemed like it, she'd say, smile, dear. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that's why I won more than my fair share because I wanted that horse, whatever horse I was riding, to enjoy the experience of being in that ring. And now we understand, I mean, that's part of my teachings is as a rider, if you practice smiling, your horse feels this and it puts you in um, in a state of, um, uh, it activates the serotonin, the feel-good hormone. And actually, we know that horses can feel that. And so that's part of the training that we do is teach the rider how to be in heart coherence and teach the horse how to trust and enjoy the process as much as we do. So it's like the merging of science and spirituality and all of the basic stuff that really great horsemen, I think, over the years felt with their horses. Gosh, and you're now passing on to everybody who's listening right now. I think you've, I, I don't think there's a dry eye in all of the world, <laughs> in all of the horse world. So, oh, yeah. you, Linda, it sounds like your your mom had, has passed on a lot of beautiful traditions for you. Um, do you have any holiday traditions that you'll be, you'll be following through with this year? Well, yes. Oh, and I, and this goes right along with my mom. One, one of the things that, that my husband Roland and I do at Christmas, we have a, a round table in our library and we set the table with 
the play settings for my parents and Roland's parents and um, and his grandmother. And we have her, his grandmother's plates and his father's beer mug. My, my husband's father was born in Germany. And, um, and so we have his beer mug and it's just such a treasure to have us, you know, it's a separate place because we'll take up too much room at a regular table. But I, I really um, invite those of you who have are fortunate enough to have, you know, wonderful um, memories from Christmas. I know not everybody does, but I invite those of you who didn't have such a Christmas to imagine that you're joining me around the table with my parents because I had parents who really supported all of us, and uh, you know how. Some people, some kids feel, oh, my dad or my mom had a favorite. One time my dad was asked who his favorite was of all his six kids. And without a moment's thought, he said, the one I'm with. <laughs> Good <laughs> answer. Dad and mom. <laughs> so I, I just send blessings to all of you who were not as blessed as I and just reach out for your friends and and. For those of you in the horse world, we're all connected. Just uh, this is a time for me of counting my blessings. That's my the big thing over this. Well, we thank I you love for the holiday season. We thank you for helping us stay connected. Your gift has brought a lot of horse people together. Thank you, Linda. We're a great honor. Uh, well, let's let's also uh, help you spread that message a little more. Where can people buy your books and where can they find you uh, out at clinics and things? Well, um, you can go on Amazon. I've got a lot of books on Amazon. You do. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm, I'm really blessed. I, I, Glenn, I, I don't know how it's happened, but I have 21 books in 16 languages now. Really? And I've got three books in the works. Yep. Wow. That's a lot of books. That's a lot my of publisher. It is. My, well, I, you know, I work with co-authors. I never could write them. I work with these fabulous co-authors and I put them on the covers too. So they're recognized. Well, we're going to be giving so away one of your take. books, the ultimate equine behavior and training book at the end of this hour. So thank you for, for donating that for a lucky winner. And will you sign that for him? Will you do that? Of course, of course. uh, Wait a minute. The number was 21. Oh, it's Glenn the Geek. Uh, Just make that out to me and send that on over, Linda. So, you know, I got to tell you this, and then we have to let you go because we're we're on a time crunch. But 12 hours and we're on a time crunch. I know. Figure that out. So when I became a horse husband 30 years ago, the first book I saw on my wife's shelf was a Linda Tellington Jones book. So, oh my gosh, how exciting! And I said, "What's this tea touch stuff?" Because I didn't know, you know, exactly what if it involved horses or other things. So she proceeded to explain it to me. But I was a horse husband; I didn't know anything. But so we go back a long way. You and I, we have a thing. You just don't know it. Uh, just saying. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so keep spreading that touch of trust. That's what the double T stands for: a touch of trust. Very good. Thank you, Linda Tellington-Jones, for all the way from Hawaii. Appreciate you being here. What Happy holidays. That, what's that word? Aloha. Makaloka. What's that? <laughs> How do you say Merry Christmas in Hawaiian? What'd they say earlier? Uh, did we lose her? Oh, we lost her. I think we did, yeah. Malaka. How did they say that? I don't know. I oh, don't you can't know. do it either. Oh, too bad. I just look Hawaiian. <laughs> I just look Hawaiian, but I'm not truly. Yeah, you do look Hawaiian. Oh, actually, there, Wendy, you should know that. Figure that out before the time we get back. Don't tell my family. (laughs) Hey, we have some very special voicemails coming up uh, for you, Helena. Take a listen. Oh, boy. Guy McLean coming up after. You have reached the Horse Radio Network voicemail line. Please leave your voicemail after the tone. Hi, my name is Leslie from Horselovers.com, and my favorite holiday food is homemade chocolates that I make with my mom. Mm. And this year, my children get to join in on the fun as well. Thanks for listening, and please enjoy these voicemails brought to you by Horselovers.com. 
This is the Johnson Family Christmas contribution to the 2016 HRN Radiothon. You've heard Philip and Wendy, sometimes Coach Jen, Debbie and Lena, let's not forget Glenn. But do you recall the most famous show host of all? Hedwig the Pomeranian from the Healthy Critter Show tackles all the tough questions Jamie Jennings doesn't know. All of the hosts adore her, even with a funny name. Hedwig the Pomeranian. Hold it. I screwed up. Take Why? it back. Wrong hour. I was gone. Wait a minute. We just heard I that. I, heard, I thought you were just playing it again. It okay. So one screw up in 12 hours. Sue me, people. I was enjoying it. I didn't get to hear it the first <laughs> Sorry, time. Jerry, you're out. You weren't listening earlier. You have reached the horse radio Sorry. network voicemail That's line. me. A day late and a dollar short. What hour are we in? I got four more to go. I don't even know. 12? I hope you enjoy eight, these eight, voicemails eight. brought to you by equestriancollections.com. Hey, horse radio network family. I just finished riding my horse. I'm here at the barn, and I thought this would be the perfect time to sing you a little Christmas song. This is a song that makes me very happy at this time of the year and just makes me feel uh, so peaceful. So here we go. Okay. (laughs) Ready? Go. Silent night. (laughs) What's the sh- shush it? Shush, shush it up. Okay, sorry. Holy night. What the? Knock it off. Shush. Oh, geez. sorry, guys. Jeez. Okay, forgot where I was. When all is calm. Oh, what? Radio Perfect Network for my hour. And family. <laughs> this is Karina from Washington State. I want to wish everyone who listens, everyone who hosts, everyone who participates in this great network a very happy holiday season. Um, I am very grateful for this uh, series of podcasts. I've learned so much over the last year or two that I've been listening. So thank you very much. Happy holidays. And here's my attempt at a little song. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hi, my name is Patty Puff. I'm from Red Oak, Iowa. Um, My dream horse would be the ride Scamper, the 10-time world champion at the NFR. Would like Glenn the Geek to be able to hold on to him while he's running into the Farina and have Elena and Jen cheering me on. <laughs> I want to wish everyone a happy holiday. She picked and the wrong holder. For allowing this wonderful program. <laughs> Should you do that? Again. Hi, my name is Callie Winky, and I wish that I could ride Seabiscuit. Hi, this is Katie Bachuber with my fantasy ride choice. Deciding on my ride was not as easy as I first thought it would be. But after making my list and checking it twice, I finally decided. I would like to ride Karen Chatton's Granite Chief. As an endurance rider, a horse that's gone over 15,000 miles with only three pulls is a celebrity horse. Hey, Radiothon hosts. This is Lindsay from Indiana. And my famous fantasy horse ride would have to be the one and only Man of War. He's just always been my favorite racehorse, and so many great horses trace their lineage back to him. I'd probably prefer him in his later post-retirement year when he possibly slowed down a little bit. (laughs) Thank you. Have a great Christmas. Hello, this is Marlene Lewenberger from New Jersey, and I wrote a little mediocre poem for uh, your holiday radiothon. So here it goes. On the holiday radiothon, we will hear festive stories, interviews, and cheer. How our eyes will glisten while to HRN we listen, the whole gang coming in loud and clear. 
We'll listen eagerly to Philip, Jamie, and Jen. Listen some more to Reese, Helena, and Glenn. Let's give away some prizes. I sure hope they have my sizes. Then the whole eventing crew will chime in. Someone, something from Bit of Britain is on my list. Or maybe Noble Outfitters, you get the gist. Because everyone needs a brand new weather beta. So much stuff that I just can't resist. Fantasy rides described in great detail. Proving not all therapy needs to be retail. Glenn will be in a sweat while breaking the internet. We'll start with coffee and end with cocktails. Happy holidays to the whole wonderful HRN family. You feed my horsemanship obsession naturally. Even my horse hubby knows how much I love your shows. I wish everyone's new year begins and ends happily. Happy holidays, everybody. Santa baby, just slip a saddle under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl, Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight, Santa baby. A gooseneck and a four-wheel drive too, steel blue. I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Think of all the sleep I've missed. Think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed. Next year I could be just as good if you'll check off my Christmas list. Santa baby, valet gross trot. Now really that's not a lot. Been an angel all year, Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight, Santa honey. One little thing I really do need, the deed. To an Ocala farm, Santa honey. So hurry down the chimney tonight, Santa cutie. And fill my stocking with a trip to Rolex and checks. Sign your ex on the line, Santa cutie. And hurry down the chimney tonight. Come and trim my Christmas tree with a gift certificate to Dewberry. I really do believe in you. So let's see if you believe in me. Santa baby, forgot to mention one little thing, an indoor ring. And I don't mean on the phone, Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Oh. Hurry tonight. Oh my God, she's good. <laughs> it's the holidays. Ramp up wow. your equestrian style this holiday season when you go to equestriancollections.com slash holiday guide. Sign up to win awesome prizes, something just for you, from Ovation, Horseware, 1K, or Noble Outfitters. Then surf through the thousands of choices to find great gifts for everyone on your list. If you need to kickstart your holiday shopping mood, Take a listen to the annual holiday buying guide by Equestrian Collections going over to StableScoop.com, episode 432. Be a savvy shopper and always gift in style with EquestrianCollections.com slash holiday guide. We need to put out a CD with, uh, with these songs and things. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel a TV show coming on. <laughs> At least <laughs> a CD, that would be terrific. Wow, what what yeah. great talented listeners we have. A little contest. Yeah, that was terrific. Well, speaking of talented, there's somebody coming up. Like, we haven't had enough talent on the show today. We're going to have a ton more. hes I don't think he's coming to us from Australia, but he was originally in Australia. And I met him again. I think I met him at the World Equestrian Games in 2010, too. He had just arrived here on the shores of the United States, and he certainly has made a name for himself and his tremendous horses since then. And that is Guy McLean, champion road to the horse, trainer, showman, and poet. Hi, Guy. 
G'day, mate. How you doing? Good. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks, mate. Same to you. Are you coming to us from Australia, or are you here in the States? No, mate. I'm in Wrightsville, Pennsylvania at the moment, but I'm going to be back in Australia. We head for home on the, the 7th, so we're back there on the 9th, so we can catch up with everyone for Christmas. And do you uh, do you have something special you do at Christmas time down there? Beside, I thought alcohol might be involved in Australia, but I'm not sure. That might have been a rumor. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, well, um, that, that's the tradition. I, I'm a very proud Australian stockman, but I don't sort of live up to that role of being able to drink too much. I I've never had a full alcoholic drink in my life. I've been addicted to horses. I can't afford alcohol. <laughs> That's the right answer, actually. <laughs> That's a true answer. <laughs> so what's happening in Pennsylvania? What are you doing there? We just, um, we've been on the road for the last four or five weeks, and when we're up in this area, we um, spend time with dear friends here that helped us out. We, we call them our American mum and dad, and we did have Thanksgiving with them the other day, which is not an Australian tradition, so to... To be able to do that with a beautiful American family was great. But we were up here for, we did Washington, D.C., the big jumping show in the middle of Washington. Two weeks later, we went to Equine Affair, uh, Massachusetts, and we've been back here about 10 days uh, getting my truck worked on before we head back to Texas and then fly back to Australia. Wonderful. Wow, you're a busy guy. That's right, yeah. How are the horses? You have How many horses do you travel with now? I have 11 horses here in America, and I have um, five on the road with me at the moment, and then six back in Texas at, at the Prefit Ranch. My wonderful sponsors take care of their, the Prefit family, take care of my horses there. And then in Australia, I have 20 horses that wait for me when I go go back home. So great horses like Nugget and, and Barglow Technique just started me out, and, and then I have my main Australian Stock Horse Performance team there, and then I've got young horses coming through as well. That's a lot of horses to keep track of, Guy many nowhere near enough <laughs> Tread, said like a true horseman That's yeah <laughs> guy everybody is dying to know we oh. have a theme on this radiothon and everybody is dying to know we've heard george morris's fantasy ride we've had so many celebrity horse people on who have told us their fantasy rides what's yours well, if I had to pick one, it'd be Denny off that beautiful buckskin horse off the man from Snowy River. That was my dream horse growing up. And then uh, many fine Australian stock horse stallions too that have gone now. But that, the wonderful horse off the man from Snowy River, Denny, the Snowy River pony, he, he would be, he'd be mine. You're the first we, one to say that. But yeah. we just watched that movie for the yeah, first time I, a few months ago. I totally think that's the fantasy horse for you. I Now I want to switch my fantasy horse yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty cool I grew up I have horses now in my team in Australia that go back to the immortal stock horse Sire Abbey that won a won a camp draft at, at two years of age and went on to be a, a fantastic horse and I always dreamed of riding him but I mean I didn't know about him when I knew about Danny from the man from Snow River he was him and, and Jim Craig were, were my heroes growing up but uh, certainly some of the great stock horse sires now you, you hear of the horses like Warrenbo Romeo and Abbey and and the great feats that they did. I mean, you, you always wish you could go back in time and, and watch them, little known, climb on and ride them. I got to tell you too, Guy, I'm so proud of what you've accomplished. Not that that matters that I'm saying this, but I met you when you first came. If you remember, it was probably a month or less that you had actually been here. And you were hoping for, you were hoping to do just what you're doing in the United States. You weren't sure if anybody was going to accept what you do. And we, we had discussions about that. I don't know if you remember that, but we had discussions about that. And look where you are now. So good on you, buddy. That was at Ada, Glenn. Remember, he did a demo there. Oh, that's right. It was at Ada. That was even before World Equestrian Games. That's right. So congratulations. Thank you so much. And, and thank you to, to the wonderful American people for welcoming us in. I mean, the greatest thing about this whole thing is I haven't had to change who I am. I, I, I built myself as a horseman entertainer in Australia and have come over here and haven't had to change a thing. America have been so gracious and welcoming us in. I think that they... They like the realness of what we have to offer. We're not here telling anybody that we're anything we're not. We're just here trying to be the very best that we are. And you said that to me the day we talked. And you said, I just want to be me, but I don't think, I don't know if Americans are going to accept me. And guess what, guy? They did. <laughs> they did sure right. did. <laughs> God love them. I'm so very grateful. Both Emily and I are, are very grateful for 
for the, the way that we're treated here, and, and it's it's wonderful. I've had a lot of my Australian fans say, don't you love Australia anymore? Why'd you leave? And I said, I love us so much that I want the world to know better. You know, we hear a lot about America over in Australia. A lot of watch a lot of your shows growing up, but America doesn't get to hear enough about us. And other than the, the most amazing man, Steve Irwin, you got to see a good look at him. But I mean, he... There's not many. There was only one Steve Irwin. Whereas when I ride out of the arena, I, I represent great Australian stock women and, and, and men that, that made our country so grand. And we lost another fantastic man uh, to the Australian horse industry today, a couple of days ago, and Michael Boyce. And when I ride into the arena, I, I try to to live up to the to the history of those great people that, that made our land. The, the stockman is to Australia what the cowboy is to America. And, and so when I ride into the arena, I do my very best to honour them and the great horses they rode. One of the things that made you different when you came here, and it's something that not all the clinicians or showmen do, and that's you write poetry. Where did that start? Where did the poetry start? That was a quick lis- uh, listener oh, question, by the me. way. That just came in from a listener. So, Oh, that's nice. That's lovely. Uh, the people say that I've, I've always said that I had a gift for the horses. I never felt that. I felt that, that anything new, learning anything new was very hard for me. Um, I, would, I wasn't great at school. I, I wasn't great at sports. Anything that I was good at, I had to put a lot of time and effort into. So when they said it was a gift, I never really felt that it was. I, I said it didn't feel like a gift when I was in the round yard, you know, working with that young horse in the dark for eight hours last night. But the poetry, I suppose, is a little bit more that way. Um, I started off writing about my horses. I, I, the Man from Snow River, um, the movie, is is based on a poem written by Banjo Patterson, and I used to read a lot of his stuff. He was a legend and still is a legend in Australia uh, as a bush poet. And so I would read his stuff, and then I would try to write in that same vein. But it was always the love that I had for my horses and, and the, the so much they gave me. I mean, my stay in Nugget in Australia, he believed in me when no one else did enough. If I, told, if I told a human that I was going to travel all over the world and, and do what I'm doing, they wouldn't have believed me. Nugget sort of nodded at me and said, well, well get into it and, and take me if you can. Uh, he's retired now and he's over in Australia, but I ride his babies over here and he's got a briar model that is now um, played with by children all over the world. So he did become famous. But I think the poetry is something, when I sit down to write it, I, I do feel as though someone's writing through me and I, I don't need to get into it. To how deep that is for me, but I do feel that it sort of it comes fairly easy. Whereas the horsemanship, I I focus at and, and it's in the forefront of my mind every day. Well, uh, guy, would you mind if we take? We have some callers lined up that have been waiting a while. Would you mind hanging out with us and chatting with some listeners? Do you have time? I'd be happy to, mate. My horses are fed. I've got nothing else to do. All right, great. Well, we have April on here, so happy or Merry Christmas, April. Thanks for joining us and thanks for waiting so long. Oh, thank you. It's good to be here. Now, April, do you have a fantasy ride? I do. Um, I've had to think long and hard about it because there's so many horses I would love to ride. But I think at this point in my life, I would love to ride um, the horse named Minoki with Cash, also known as Louie. And he's Lisa Lockhart's NFR barrel horse. Um, he's a beautiful buckskin and just amazing on the pattern and knows what he's doing. However, I'm pretty sure if I wasn't left sitting in the alleyway when he took off, I'd be left <laughs> sitting at the first barrel. <laughs> as much as I would love to, I think we just have to like trot the pattern, and then I could say, yes, I've done this, and, and that's probably it. Would you <laughs> walk already? Would you way walk? Way more than I can handle. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, see, that's the nice thing about a fantasy ride is we made the rule at the beginning of the day that the fantasy ride also means you could ride in a fantasy way. So you don't have to worry about falling off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then we're all good. Then you're I good. mean, NFR, NFR <laughs> world champion, here I come. <laughs> there you go. You'll be, in, you'll be in Vegas next month. So. <laughs> oh, yes. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, April. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Y'all have a great day. All right. Merry Christmas. You too. Bye-bye. We have uh, Shay here. Let's take uh, one more quick, and then we'll have to uh, maybe we'll get somebody to help us uh, pick our winners too. Shay, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas to you as well. What is your fantasy ride, Shay? Well, <laughs> I was going to say uh, going on a tapas trail ride in Spain because you can take a trail ride and end up at a tapas bar for lunch and then ride back, and I thought that would be really great. 
But I've been listening to everybody else's, and as it's gone on, let's see, I would like to ride Karen's Chief, and I would like to go with Wendy on a, on a CDE, and then there's fox hunting, and then there's Big Ben, and I just, I'm, I'm totally confused. Can I talk you out of going with Wendy on the CDE? She's scary. It wasn't that She's bad. scary. You I'm just telling parade. you, it's scary. It wasn't even a CDE. <laughs> You might want it to wasn't that, that bad. That's, that means there's a good story in there somewhere. Whenever uh. someone says it wasn't that bad, it was that much fun. I don't think riding the horses bareback in the middle of the arena that Guy's doing is scaring as going on a carriage with Wendy. Uh, I'm just saying. I'll join Guy. <laughs> Thank you, Shay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad, Wendy. It was My horses just like counting when we're stopped. Okay? <laughs> they're just showing you they're good at math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I have a question for Guy because I've been watching the videos like religiously since I knew found out you were coming on the show. I uh, the question I want to ask you is do you do your horses know or do they behave differently when it's showtime versus when you're training and working with them at home? Do they get a little extra zip in their trip when they go out there with you? Do they feel it? That's a great question. At home when I'm working on them, and I, I think I've always been a perfectionist in my training. I've always had a vision of, of what their very best is like. And, and so I used to work very hard for that. And then I'd go into the arena and if they weren't exactly like I wanted, I, I used to, I suppose I'd, as a perfectionist, you're always wanting it to be great. And and then I, I started to see the real personalities come out of my horses. And I, and I love that so much now. Um, they are the stars of the show. I mean, I get them there. I drive them and, and put them in the arena, but they're the ones that are the stars. And the greatest joy in my life is not having my name chanted out by the audience, but having the name of my horses. So when 20,000 people chanted for Nugget, when I used to ride in Bridalist and Saddleist, when people call out for Lightning and and, uh, and spin OB, that's my greatest thrill now. So I kind of leave a little bit in them. I, I don't warm them up very much before the performance. We've done all the training at home to get them ready. And, and at the moment, too, I'm carrying a young horse on the road called Lightning, who's not, he's nowhere near solid enough in his training to be a, a finished Liberty horse. But boy, he's the funniest fella. And the, the cheekier <laughs> he is and the more mistakes he makes in the eyes of a horseman, the more the crowd love him. So I don't want him to change. I mean, I want him, I, I said to the fella who bred him, I said, he's, he's incredible because he's, the most out of control, the most in control, out of control horse that you can get. He makes up things as he goes along, and I love him for that. So he's he sort of does that in in training and at the show. I started him in front of eight hundred people at an event in Harrisburg, so he's comfortable with the crowd. But he does go out and say, "If you want, you can stay in the back, and I'll do it all on my own." He's quite a character. <laughs> well, you make you make the audiences. Uh... Every day you make them happy, you make them glad that they paid the ticket to be there. So you're going to make two other people happy. We're going to give away some prizes, and we'd love you to pick the winners if you'd do that for us. Right, I might hit or do that. All right, just hold on. Wendy's going to tell us about them, and I'm going to have you pick a number. All Go right, ahead. The first prize oh, this hour okay. is... Uh, is HRN's favorite riding jeans, the Smooth Stride. These high-quality, U.S.-made denim blue jeans are designed without any inseam at all, eliminating the source of irritation and injury that occurs when that inseam is trapped between you and your saddle. Smooth Stride jeans have no inseam and no lump. The waist is medium-high rise in the back. It eliminates the gap in the back when mounted and provides ample coverage for women of all sizes. Meanwhile, the medium rise in the front stays out of the way when riding and offers a comfortable fit and stylish look for everyday wear. Find all the details about these amazing jeans at smoothstride.com. And our second prize is... Ultimate Equine Behavior and Training by Linda Tellington-Jones, which is also going to be personally autographed by her. That's right. So what numbers do we have to pick from, Dr. Wendy Ying? Oh, let me look. Let me. We have one to... Wow, one to 240. 240. One between one and 240 will win the jeans that my wife just won't take off. I tell her to wash them every once in a while, but she won't <laughs> even do that. So... She loves them. My, my lucky number is number 13. 13. 13. Right. Okay. You're not Asian. <laughs> okay. That's Anna. I, don't get the, I don't get the sentiment oh, of that. But. Oh, because Chinese people, they don't even have like a floor 13 on the hotels. Unlucky. But you're Australian. Oh, okay. You can do okay. that. 
Okay, Anna Dunlap. Anna Dunlap is the winner of the Smooth Stride Jeans. Congratulations. And now the book, The Ultimate Equine Behavior and Training Guy. Another number. Number 22, because that's how old my wonderful stallion nugget is. Oh, okay. 22 is Avery Morgan. Avery Morgan wins the book. Congratulations, Avery. I see her in the auditor room all the time. Guy McLean, where can people find you? Uh, on the internet, mate, and, and at a show somewhere around the world, wherever wherever people want to see us. And I think it's guymcclain.com, isn't it? Yeah, if you say so. I'm, I'm the horse, <laughs> mate. My wife's got to tell you. Oh, that's funny. If I'm, in, if I'm in a paddock or in an arena working, that's where you'll find me. Marketing is not his thing. <laughs> Thank you, Guy. We appreciate Thanks, you being guy. on. Take care. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Have a great time Thanks in Australia. So Merry Christmas to And you to all. Emily, Bye-bye. too. We love Emily. Say hi to her. Thanks you a bet. bunch. You better will. Thank you. Bye. He's such a nice guy. What a wonderful <laughs> guy. Oh my god. And he loves Nugget. Oh. I love that about him that he loves his horses. Yeah. And like that little one that he was talking about, the young one. He loves his horses. Yeah. Uh, I, we've been around him with his horses backstage and it's the same as on stage. So Helena, we have to say goodbye cuz you love your horses and you have to go out and feed them. So. <laughs> I do, I do. They're underfed and skinny, those poor things. com is where you can find Helena every week for the last nine years. You can listen to all the past episodes at StableScoop.com and catch the Equestrian Collection special we just did, the Gift Buyer's Guide. That was our eighth one of those, too. That was pretty fun. Thanks, Helena. All right. Thanks, guys. Happy holidays, everybody. We'll be back next hour. We have what's coming up. It's our driving show. It's our driving show. Wendy and I talking about driving. Woohoo! We have some very special guests that are very special to drivers everywhere. I'm super excited. (laughs)